a factual data creation facility production. Welcome to the Straight From The Desk podcast, a podcast where I discuss but three things. Two are topical, while the last can be considered as flexible. So sit back and enjoy. If you like what you hear, click on that donation link, which can be found within the show notes. Any donation will be appreciated. So, let's get started. How are you doing this fine day? First up, the Biden classified document scandal is actually getting attention from the mainstream media, surprisingly. Though the news readers and Democratic minions of the press are basically comparing the Trump versus Biden document scandals with Trump's, predictably, being judged the worst of the two. No surprises there. What's been interesting to me is that the first of the three Biden classified document discoveries was made two days before the midterm elections last November, yet was only disclosed last week. Do you think that delay had anything to do with those elections? Well, of course it did. As the week went on, two more discoveries were made. Now, unlike the first discovery, which took place at a think tank set up for then-Vice President Biden on the property owned by the University of Pennsylvania in Washington, D.C., the other two were at his private residence. Now, concerning this think tank, it was set up with donations, and anonymous ones at that, for $54.6 million from China. I have to ask, was this some sort of advanced payment for future decisions that were favorable to Communist China? For example, the ordering of the FBI to discontinue its task force, specifically targeting the Chinese Communist Party's spying operations in the United States. As the week wore on and more documents were discovered, conspiracy theories started popping up, first on podcasts and then on some media platforms. Even I asked during the preamble of my OFNT podcast, shameless plug here, was there some sort of coup taking place? All of these theories have the documents being planted in common with each other. Which brings us to Conspiracy Theory 1. They, whoever they are, want Biden to be forced out in order for Vice President Kamala Harris to become president. She would then pick California Governor Gavin Newsom as her vice president. Then Newsom would be the presidential candidate for 2024. He would stand a better chance of being elected than Biden or Harris against a candidate like Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. As a bonus, Gavin Newsom is the nephew of Nancy Pelosi, the former Speaker of the House and probably the most powerful woman, if not person, in the government. Probably the richest, too, with all of her insider stock market trading over the years, but hey, that's a story for another day. The second and last of the many conspiracy theories being bandied about that I'll discuss here is that the document scandal is just a distraction from something more sinister happening. What? No one can say, but the leading theory seems to be a cover-up to hide the Biden family's communist-Chinese connection. I think there may be something to this, but then why the discovery at the university-funded think tank with donations from China? That makes no sense, because that particular find brought unwanted attention to the donations. Anyway, this whole thing did shine a light on the anonymous donations from China, and I believe this angle should be investigated. Will it be? Unfortunately, I doubt it at least not fully or to its conclusion. Next, the 2023 edition of the annual World Economic Forum, also known as the WEF, opened this week in the city of Davos, Switzerland. 
This is the first in-person gathering since the pandemic. For those that don't know, the WEF is a gathering of elites, private businesses, governments, activists, etc. are all welcome and included. They all fly in on private jets and discuss how to make us serfs and peasants sacrifice to fight climate change. The WEF was also the producer of the now-deleted video, You'll Own Nothing and Be Happy, in which they portray a world where everything will be rented to you. Also in the video, the United States won't be the strongest country in the world in the near future is boldly predicted, as the flags of many nations are being displayed on the screen, with the flag of Communist China the most prominent. So I, and I recommend you, pay attention to these meetings in order to gauge what the elites have planned for the rest of us. It will help you to combat what these mostly unelected, self-appointed leaders have in store for the world. I watched the opening welcome speech given by the head of the WEF and current Bond villain Klaus Schwab. <laughs> Judging from Mr. Schwab's speech, the pressing matter this year is misinformation and how to control it and its effect on, as they call it, the information ecosystem. I'll translate this for you. We can't have independent thinkers putting out opinions contrary to our current narrative. We have to come up with a way to clamp down on free speech which looks lawful to the serfs and peasants. That's why we adore and strive to be like the Communist Party of China, the masters of censorship and populist control who, by the way, have a large presence here this year. I then watched a clip of that failed presidential candidate and former military officer who betrayed his own men, the odious butterface John Kerry, ladies and gentlemen. Now, of course, he's one of those that used a private jet, but he's going to lecture everyone about climate change, which his elite audience loves, because his whole supposed crisis is seen as just another way to make money from the working class and the poor. The government elites will make their money via carbon tax and their partners in industry by the selling of green technology to us peasants, mandated by the government elites, who then receive the appropriate kickbacks from industry for a job well done. The floor was next given to activists. Now, how does one make a living being an activist? One of them should put out an online course to show you how to do that. The activists preached using the current woke buzzwords, you know them, agency, inclusion, stakeholders, and the most important, equity. These terms and others like them are nothing but government speak, having the dual purpose of extorting money from countries, industries, and individuals. But the more important purpose is to keep populations fighting amongst one another because you can't easily control a united populace now, can you? If you read between the lines of the WEF and other elite conferences, you'll realize that religion, race, gender, sexual preference, nationality, or ideology have nothing to do with anything. It's all about what it's always been about. Money and who controls it. Finally, over the decades, I've held membership in seemingly countless gyms or wellness centers, as some are wont to call them. The first membership I held was a gift from my late father who had hoped that I would be giving him rides to and from that gym. It was at the now-defunct Bollies Club, and it was the most horrible gym experience I've ever had. It was then the cheapest gym membership you could buy, and the clientele reflected this fact with inconsiderate and outright criminal behavior. The heavily pierced and tattooed staff could care less, and I would get in numerous arguments with them, culminating one evening with me throwing my membership card at one pierced eyebrow tough guy while yelling a string of expletives at him. So ended my tenure at that horror show. 
My next gym was a hardcore lifter place called Oral Gym. It was small, but the best club I ever belonged to, well, at least in the beginning. I had over the years built up my home gym with all the weights and benches I needed for strength training, so all I needed a gym for was cardio machines. Bodybuilders don't do much cardio, so unlike the zoo that was Bali's, there was always a treadmill available for me. Then the owner of the gym suddenly passed away and things started going downhill. First, the roid ragers started bothering the few females that dared to belong to the place, and then these drug abusers started picking on non-steroid users, including myself, to the point where it became a hostile place to be. The gym was eventually raided by the police who arrested four steroid sellers in the locker room. I quit after that incident, and the place went out of business shortly after. I then joined a disenfranchised Equinox gym, though they were no longer part of the mothership, they still somehow kept the name. The owner was an older gentleman, about the age I am now, and so was most of the clientele. It was nice while it lasted, but it was then sold and became a retro fitness. Fancy new but ugly colored yellow equipment replaced the dull gray of the original gym, along with a juice bar and a movie theater of all things. The old clientele was replaced by mostly young, scantily dressed women, which I saw as a vast improvement at the time, and young men who seemingly joined the club just to pursue them. When the membership fee skyrocketed, I knew it was time to leave. That gym, too, has closed. Planet Fitness came onto the scene with their $10 per month fee, and my wife and I joined one. Like the Bali's gym before it, the place was crowded with inconsiderate members while lockers were broken into and cars were being stolen from patrons. We quickly left that gym. Shortly after, a crunch gym opened close to my residence and matched the price of Planet Fitness, so I took the bait and joined. Like Retro Fitness, the clientele mostly consisted of scantily dressed females, but these girls came to work out, not flirt. The only problem was that sometimes I'd have to wait for a cardio machine. When COVID hit, I quit Crunch, and when the pandemic was over, I was alarmed at the price of membership increasing threefold while inquiring about rejoining. By this time, I had bought an indoor cycle and started using the Peloton app for my cardio requirements. However, this past summer, my wife talked me into joining a newly opened Planet Fitness. The place was nice and the staff was great, but I'm older these days and found myself constantly overdoing it to the point of exhaustion. Heck, my wife even injured herself. We've decided to quit the gym, and I'm pretty sure it will be the last one I'll ever belong to. Well, that will do it for this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. You can send comments, suggestions, or complaints to sftd23 at gmail.com. Take care. I'll see you next week.